we have the king and the queen the knight, the bishop, and then the rook. It's an arrangement of the pieces on a chessboard that Ronald Tukirize has brought us here at New Vision. We thought, uh, why not speak with him about chess and the power of chess in transforming communities, which is why uh, Ronald is here really representing the gift of chess. Hello and welcome to our daily podcast around Uganda with me, Razia Athman. And today we are talking chess. Now, Ronald, before we go into the arrangement of these pieces, uh, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about the gift of chess. Okay. So, um, I'm Triklisa Ronald the ambassador of the Gift of Chess in Uganda. So the Gift of Chess is a global organization based in New York um, with a mission to introduce and amplify the culture of chess in Africa. Uh, it's so far in 12 countries, um, and uh, it has uh, a goal of spreading 1 million chess sets in Africa by 2030. So how many chess sets have you distributed across the continent so far? So far, 50,000. Chess sets, yeah, in Kenya, Tanzania, Shisels, Zambia, Malawi, Zimbabwe, uh, Rwanda. We're scaling to South Africa and Ethiopia soon. Okay, uh, that sounds uh, like an ambitious uh, project. Specifically in Uganda, where are you distributing th- these uh, chess sets? Uh, so in Uganda, we've far been to Kampala, Wakiso, Namutumba, Nakasongola, um, the Western Uganda, there's a district called Isingiro, and then Ivanda. Okay, so I can see the the king here is to my right, but on your side, the king is to your left. And just to give you a picture of what is happening, we are in the New Vision Sports Studio, and I'm seated right opposite uh, Ronald who is clad in a a visco cotton shirt. It has uh, cuts on it, prints. Looks beautiful. And he has a chain with an Africa pendant on it, and he's wearing uh, specs. And he's in a pair of jeans. Yeah. So I'm in a blue uh, dress. I was just getting ready for a presentation before Ronald came in. Now that is the picture. And our board is green in color. So on the other side, Ronald's side, there are black pieces and I have white pieces. So I was saying the king on my side is on the right side and the king on Ronald's side is on his left side. Do you get the picture now? But Ronald, tell us a little bit about uh, the arrangement on the chessboard. This is for those who maybe have never even played chess and don't have an idea what chess is all about. So uh, the arrangement of the pieces on the board, it's actually easy. You just have to master like certain basics. So uh, let's say now you have a chessboard in front of you. Uh, if you pay attention and observe, you have where the file A meets rank 8. So in chess for the files are the letters you see and the ranks are the numbers you see. So where file A meets rank 8, that side organize the black pieces and where 
uh, file A meets rank one, that side organized the white pieces. So after understanding that, so it's easy. So you, you know you have the king, the queen, the bishop, the knight, and the rook, then the pawns. So then to, to grasp it like best, you have your king go on file E or letter E. Then you go for your queen, which lies on file D. Then after that, then you'll have two bishops, one on the king side, which is file F, and one on the queen side, which is file C. After the bishops, you run to your knights, one which goes on file B, and then other on file G. Then after that, you'll have your rooks, one which lies on file A and the other on file H. Then you have your set. Then in front of each piece, you place the pawns on the black side. It will be rank 7. On the white side, it will be rank 2. And then, yeah, you have your chessboard set. And then that means you can go for the movements. How about these uh, smaller guys here? In front of the very powerful people that you just described. Yeah. So these are called the pawns. So the pawns, uh, since chess is more of a, like a kingdom concept, so the pawns are what you can refer to as servants. So to, to understand it best, the reason as to why the pawns are in front of each piece, it's because each piece is at a certain position because its role requires it to be in that position. I'll try to explain that. So when you have the king on E and the queen on D, that means the queen has to be close to the king. So that's the center. Then you'll have the bishops. The bishops in chess act as like the advisors. They offer counsel to the king and the queen. So that means the king and the queen require counsel after having like their power. Then after that, you'll have your knights. The knights offer protection to the king and the queen. Then you have the rooks or the castles. That's where the king and the queen rest. So now, the, after getting all of these services, uh, let's say the king and the queen are back to their palaces. And what they will require is services. So who offers the services? That will be the servant. So that's why the pawns are always on the, on the row in front. So to offer the services after the king has got all these other services, the council, the advice, and a place to sleep, they will need a service. So that can be offered only by the servants. Okay. And how would you relate that concept to the realities of for example, these many uh, children that you deal with, the children in slums, you talk about Katwe, the children in rural Uganda, where there are very few opportunities for them. Uh, so to relate chess, oh, it's very concept to these kids. It's actually something simple. Uh, it's, it, it can be simple, it can be complex, so it depends on the approach. So, you know, like, okay, like we've said, like, the pawns are the servants, but there's a saying in chess, Every servant is a potential queen or bishop or knight or a rook. So that means the guys at the front, the small guys at, at the front can be the guys at the back. So right now when you perceive or when you get time to interact with these kids, you realize that they are beyond their confinements or the labels society has put them through. So that means we'll consider those kids as the spawn, the small guy in chess. But we've just said that this, in chess, the small one can become the big one. So that means with the right with the right mentorship, with the right care, and with the right access to opportunities and exposure, these kids can maneuver through life, and they can actually transform from being pawns to becoming the bigger people.
So yeah, so that's the whole because that's how you can relate chess to the lives of these kids. And before I go to the kids that you're working with and these communities, first tell me about your own uh, chess journey, where you picked interest from, learning the game, and now even I see dedicating like a whole career. Do you do other things other than chess? Yeah, I do other things other than chess, but chess takes most time, most of the time. So uh, my chess journey actually started like I think two years ago not been chess for that long so why i picked the interest um i started doing charity i think i was around six i was around six um started doing charities like like writing names volunteering to write names for the people that had, had attended the sessions but i always looked at it as though we weren't like a need we weren't like solving a problem yeah so i always wanted to do something different so i think uh I think 2018, 2018, my brother came from school. My younger brother told me about this game called chess, but, you know, like the hustle. Yeah, so I, I didn't pay attention. So it was around, like, lockdown time uh, during the COVID time. So when I actually paid attention to this thing, because I had already, wa- I had always wanted to go back home and uh, tell a different story, a story of potential, a story of uh, empowerment and development rather than just doing charity. Because I've always believed that people down like down in these communities, like they have the potential to become, they just need the right access to opportunities and exposure. So yeah, so with chess, I was more interested in the brand of the game because when you look at the brand of chess, it's uh, associated with royalty, people being smart, intelligent and stuff. So that's what these people are. But just because they come from these communities, uh, society has already labeled the community. So that means you come out of this community with a, already a label on you. So that means you don't get an opportunity to express yourself. But I thought that maybe, may, just maybe, if we taught these kids how to play chess, would change the image. And when we change the image, we would then change the, perce- uh, the perception of people, uh, how, how these people perceive these kids. And then maybe, just maybe, when we change the perception, we would change the story of these kids. So, yeah, so it's been, that's been the mission from day one and still going. And I'm so happy that we've at least done something. What does it take to win a chess game? Like, if I wanted to win now, mm-hmm. like if, for example, whenever I'm making a move, uh, so I like to take the f- the third the third pawn from my right, two steps ahead. Is that a brilliant move? Oh. That's a strong move, but it uh, it actually goes back to whether you know what to do after the move. So in chess, it's not about like the one move. It's about, okay, when I make this move, what move do I back it up with? Yeah, so if that's a very strong move. Uh, F4. Yeah, so yeah, so it depends on how best you know how to back it up. But the easiest move uh, or the, the, the very good move like most people make is e4 where you move the the pawn in front of the king yeah that's that's the best move f4 this you you've moved f4 but the the better move would be e4 because then you get a chance to develop your your pieces faster you see you moved f4 so now you have an opportunity to move your bishop out then maybe to develop your queen and when an opponent makes an error let's say they move like this and this so just checkmate 
This is what's called Alana's Mint. So it's the easiest move in chess. So the king is under attack, but you can't defend, you can't run, and you can't capture. So you see that why e4 is always better. So it gives you okay. it gives you like space to open up faster. Okay, thank you for that. So tell me about um, this campaign that you have, the tournament on 21st of October that is going to, you know, raise tuition fees for kids in all these districts. Tell me a little bit more about uh, this campaign. Yeah, so um, the campaign is called for the Chess for Good Tournament, yeah, which is happening on 21st of October, as you just said. So we've been to these districts, we've been to these um, schools, communities, but there's one thing we've come to learn, that chess in itself, like, exposes you. Right, but okay. So let's say like now for that tournament, we have kids in far district in Eastern Uganda, Western Uganda, Northern Uganda, more so like the kids in Ajumani. So those kids like won't be able to come through. So that means when you look at the the, the chess scene in Uganda, like the people in the central uh, benefit more. Yeah, so that means like chess in itself has the potential to expose a person, but it also has the potential to create outliers. So you were like, okay, so okay, these kids have played chess. Okay, so how best can we work around chess to make sure that, that they at least get more or get to do more with chess? That's why we were like, okay, so since chess is in the line of education, what's the best way to help these kids or work with these kids to achieve more? So we were like, okay, so we can still go through that education route so we're like okay so then maybe let's work around education now look how, what's the best way to work around education is to make sure these kids get access to get access to education get access to tuition because most kids know how to play chess but the best chess player who doesn't who doesn't know how to read or write like is to me is kind of not fair so yes, yeah, so that's why we've worked with some schools in all the three districts, Nakasongola, Namutumba, and then the area of Katwe, to make sure that at least the the kids that play chess, like they have an added, ad, another added advantage that they can at least go to school, know that, know that I play chess, but chess pays my school fees. So in that way, we are growing the culture of chess, and uh, at least chess has like add something to the people that embrace it. Yeah, so that's the best way we've approached it. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ronald Twiki Rize, for your time, and thank you for your chess lessons. Obviously, we need uh, a lot more practice, and we're hoping to join you uh, for the tournament to see what these kids have got to offer, and also to help and contribute uh, to a cause like this one, which is raising tuition fees uh, for Ugandan children. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks to you, our listeners, for uh, staying with us here on the new Vision Daily podcast around Uganda. I'm Razia Athman. For more of our podcasts, you can always log on to www.newvision.co.ug forward slash podcasts.